Everybody ready? Let's get rolling. This is The Big Show on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. The Big Show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Want to remind you to join us this Friday from noon to 3 at the Warehouse, 1967 South, 300 West. Prices so low, it will blow your mind. The Warehouse. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, Gordon on sabbatical once again. He'll be back next week. Joining me now in studio, the one and only Craig Bowler, Jack. What's up, hey, Bowler? Jake, how are you? Thanks for the invite. Uh, I thought you were going to say it was on some sort of a special assignment. No, <clears throat> no. It might be another one of those uh, erotic vacations. I don't uh, know. I see. I was. <laughs> I <laughs> I don't even want to go on this vacation, guys. Lisa wants to go, and I, I don't know. It's expensive. And, uh, i got to pack my bag. <laughs> That's it. I That's hate it. missing yeah. the show. I do. <laughs> I hate missing the show. <laughs> hey, it's good to see. You guys had a great chat, man. Uh, BT, U.S. Open, uh, talking Durant. Wow. Well, we need to get into the Durant stuff, but let me ask you this about the U.S. Open real quick, because Austin and I really disagree about this. Do you like uh, seeing the golfers brought back down to earth with conditions, or do you want to see them shoot for birdies? Because give me birdies, man. You know what? This is like asking, uh, hey, do you want to see three-point shots in the NBA and everybody make them, right, or move the three-point line in or make the bucket you know, a foot lower? You know, I, I think there's a little bit. I want a challenging course, but I still want to see guys do some marvelous things because they are a special breed. I, you know, look, you play, all of us try to play that right. is that is a level that I don't even understand of how they can you know read uh, the green <clears throat> select the right club uh, cut through some high you know uh, uh, you know rough which is what it sounds like BT was talking they're going to have to do right at Pebble yeah this it's week? brutal yeah. yeah you should see the pictures of it it's it's amazing so saying that. Uh, yeah, I think it's good to see a guy have a little struggle and maybe, you know, a professional be challenged. But I also want to see some uh, remarkable shots and the opportunity to, to get the ball on the green. See, I, I say there's a there's a real reason why people aren't uh, camping out on the third hole at Mountain Dell. <laughs> That's true. To watch people hack it up. Yeah, you know, I want yeah. to see some birdies. I yeah. want to see some shots. No, you make a great point. Look, it's it's all about the excitement. Fans want to be entertained, right? Uh, and they want a couple of oohs and ahs along the way. Right. So someone drops it in the ocean. <laughs> Are they going to go retrieve it? I don't know. But, <clears throat> you know, is it tor- uh, sawgrass, right? Where yeah. you've got the, is it 16 that's out there? The island green. Yeah, the island green. Uh-huh. You know, you, you love seeing somebody struggle and have to, you know, lift his, his pant leg up and take his shoe off, right? <laughs> to hit one off the out of the water on a rock once in a while. You know, because it brings you, it kind of makes you go, okay, I've been there. They're human. I get that. See, that's that's how Austin views it. Views it. He wants to see him humiliated out there. <laughs> I want blood and tears. Oh man, I want that, broken, defeated men. That's a whole that's a whole other level, man. You're talking about you know like snapping the six iron across their forehead or you know in disgust and anger. The whole bag right into the ocean. Right into the ocean. All right. We'll Austin see. wants to see Phil limp into the clubhouse at eight over. You're like, yeah. You want to see Lefty just out there just cussing up a storm? 
Yeah, just just sweating grease. That's what I want. I want him just working so hard in his brain that he can't even handle it. Sweating grease. I've not, I haven't heard that one. I mean, the wheels are turning. Oh, no, yeah, but it's 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 a it's a good one, Austin. It's clever. Yeah, sweating grease. I would I would I wouldn't move from the couch. I'd watch every second of that. That sounds sweating grease. That sounds like uh, Gordon walking up those uh, five flights of stairs for the <laughs> arena after he had his all cheese lunch. <laughs> all cheese and Coke Zero. Oh. Yeah. Had a buddy of mine that day he rolled that. in with a two liter and a bag of cheese curds, yeah. and that's what his yeah. lunch was. Yeah, I had a buddy of mine that uh, used to, you know, get like, uh, you know, the, you know, like a double, double cheese, largey fry, apple pie, and then diet coke. And the diet coke, I'm yeah. watching my figure. I'm, I'm, I'm really watching the calories, just making sure. Yeah, don't want to get the real sugar. Well, yeah, a little extra, little extra cheese on that double, right? Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. and that extra pie. I'll emote it. <laughs> <laughs> unreal. Um, um, unreal. Well, Bowler, I, for one, am glad that Golden State won last night because we still have NBA Finals yeah. to talk about, man. It would have been a bummer, truly a bummer, if this would have ended in five games. And now we have the potential to have a really fun seven-game series. Well, you get one more to Oracle, and I think a lot of people thought the lights are out at that arena forever because they're, uh, you know, they got a brand-new, spanking-new uh, arena coming up in, in the fall. So uh, was that – no, fans get one more shot at it at home and – but boy, there's the t- you know as you guys talked about. I mean, last night is uh, there's so many ways to break this conversation down because I- I'm in the middle of it because my emotions and my feelings for Durant, you know, they were it, they were at an all time high for me when he was in Oklahoma City, and he was so emotional and real when he won the MVP. What do you think, his mom? I mean, that was like this doesn't get much better. And then there was was I, were we all fooled? Was I fooled? Because the California deal just like left, you know, and, and joined the enemy, so to speak, after getting whipped by Golden State, and you join the club that beats you, then you win a title, and now this happens. Um, I'm a little, you know, I, I've got differing opinions and emotions about it. Um, because I, you know, you guys talked about, you thought 75% chance of, of uh, leaving Golden State? Yep. Is that what your thought? Yeah. I, I was about 90. I was really thinking, some of the guys I talked to at the end of the year while we were on the road and the, and the playoffs in Houston, it's amazing how quick people's minds change to the offseason and where, you know, big players are going to take their, their skill set. And so I, I really thought that, that you'd see Durant most likely in New York. And then Kyrie, you know, Hey man, you know, you know uh-huh. that conversation, yep. uh, and now the whole thing changes. You guys broke it down. I mean, I, I I love the convo because the bottom line is, if Durant is done two years, probably minimum in a recovery. If it actually is in a ruptured Achilles, and it sure looked like it, it did, in it every did. respect. If you saw the 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 replay, Ooh, stands shivers. It's it's yeah. ridiculous how. And then my mind also went to Mehmet Kerr. It was a lot like Memo. My mind went right yep. to Memo, where the calf strain had kept him out, and then he came back on the floor to play. What, Denver? Denver, yep. And the Achilles lets go. And watching last night, I thought, wow, he looks good. He'd been off the floor for, what, 31 days, and he knocked down three threes, and I go, wow, it's amazing. This guy has not lost his groove in that period of time. He was awesome. And then the little stagger and a little stumble, and he put his foot out, and it just let go. And it can't. It will change his career. It will change the dynamics of this summer. It will, 
Because now, as you guys discussed earlier, what does Kyrie do if they actually had something in planned to play together? And I thought you made a, an interesting point. Uh, and I, you know, you know, really, who no one has really talked about is Anthony Davis. And I think he becomes a much bigger player now. I mean, you know, he's been talked about, but I think he's now put himself in a driver's seat in a lot of different scenarios. I agree. His you his know? value has never been higher, and there's a lot of teams that thought that they would have a chance to angle for Kevin Durant, and now maybe they switch gears and move over what, to Anthony Where are you Davis. at emotionally? Because I don't know what fans are thinking, because I, I, was, I was stunned, appalled uh, with what Toronto fans did. I don't think we'd see that here at all. I don't. You, you guys talked about... You know, the intensity of, of Jazz Nation, and, you know, we've all witnessed it. But, look, when injury occurs uh, at that level or any level, there's a kind of a hush. It goes uh, silent uh, in that uh, Of respect. And I think that's something that was lost last night. I don't know if Toronto fans, because this is their first time and it's been a struggle since that franchise went to Toronto, that the need, the want is so strong that they just lost their heads. I don't know. Or their dislike for, for Durant. I don't know. But – it was uncalled for. Uh, and I can see one or two fans, you know, yelping and yipping and what have you. But, man, that was that was that was I was stunned by, I loved, by the number of people that went along with that. I loved Kyle Lowry's reaction. Yeah. Where he I mean, he's going, he's putting his hands down or, or that motion to sit down. And he's he was visibly upset. So is Serge Ibaka. And, and rightfully so. I love Lowry. Look how he handled the thing with uh, uh, the Golden State investor. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, with the with, with the the partial Mark Stevens. Yeah, Mark Stevens. Stevens. yeah. Mm-hmm. look at look how he handled that. And then he tries to cool the crowd down, uh, which I thought, wow, good job. But uh, Durant's uh, life's going to change, and yep. Golden State's got big decisions to make, and I don't know which direction they'll go. You guys brought up a great thought, and uh, whether or not do they owe him? Do they owe him for the sacrifice? And that I'm sure everyone has a different opinion about. Um, does the money that he earns makes up for that injury because it does cover, you know, uh, do they take out career-ending insurance? Hmm. That was something I was thinking about. Yeah. With an, you know, is it a career injury where they wouldn't have to pay him and they can come to some sort of terms and then get a break on the cap? I don't know. That's a little early to discuss, but it's still a thought. I'm sure that's, you know, jumped out there. Well, I think, and I said this before, but if I'm Kevin Durant, I'm trying to get every penny guaranteed I possibly can because I just don't know. But how many how many teams just automatically now just uh, hung up the phone or deleted his his cell number? See, I don't think that many. I think teams out there still take the risk because he's Kevin Durant. You'll be. In, I, I. You know. I just I, don't think Golden State wants to. But you, you guys were were talking too. I mean, I, I've seen the numbers. A lot of teams are going to be cap heavy, and you know, if he goes max, super max, then what do you do? Does Does Golden State actually go three hundred million plus trying to figure out the rest of that roster, or do they see this as a break? Uh, does Durant? And this is probably where it all it comes down to. Truly, was it his decision last night to hit the floor? Was there outside pressure to say we need a game from you? Uh, I don't know. I didn't think he'd play. I didn't think his people, uh, those that, that handle finances and handled some decisions, uh, big decisions, I didn't think he'd be hit the floor. I didn't, I didn't really think we'd see him at all, that he'd played his last game. I hope he at least got the chance to make his own decision. I you do, know, too. I do, too. His people telling him something, the doctors telling him something, what other guy, you know, gather the information and take an informed risk. 
you know, whether he's going to be all right to go well, out there and play. I hope he wasn't pushed. I'm with you. Yeah, yeah, I hope, I hope so. You know, looking at what the Jazz and, and being around the, the franchise, I mean, it's ultra conservative now, more and more. And I'm thinking it had to be the same way for Durant, even more so with his star status. But I think fans do get frustrated when a player is out. There is pressure, social media. Uh, you know, you talk to them and you think, you know, well, now I think there, I think this injury, Jake, may even make this whole process even more sensitive for trainers, uh, GMs, ownership groups who say, hey, 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 hold on. Look at this investment. If he needs the time, then give it to him. And I, I think it, it may change some things. Well, I think it will. And then um, Locke brought this up earlier today. You look at the other side, Kawhi Leonard, how uh, Toronto's done the, you know, load maintenance thing with him this yeah. year. And it's worked out well, the, you know, in the, in, in, uh, amazingly well. The league's trying to do this, Jake, by elongating the season, starting earlier and giving players more rest. Yeah. Because there was that complaint that, you know, you're going to rest them anyways. And fans pay good money to watch these athletes perform. So it's it's really a quandary to be in. Uh, injury is going to happen. Look, it happens every day in sport, um, college, high school. It yep. doesn't matter. There's probably been another LeBron that's never hit the floor. Another Michael, seriously, who's who was injured early in some career, who never had a chance to take it to the next level because of an ankle, a knee, a shoulder, a neck, whatever it may be. But this one's a game changer for Durant. Um, his age, thirty. Uh, had he been 27 or 28, but 30, and then, like you said, uh, it's it's a two-year process most likely. He may get on the floor in a year and change because next June, uh, then he's is he ready for camp? Yeah. Then and even or, if he's ready, is he is he ready? Is he Kevin Durant? Again? I think you have to look at Hayward's situation a lot, right? Yep. I mean, different injuries, but still similar in the fact of. Can you ever return to the style of play that you once knew? I don't know. You don't just come back from those injuries. It's Brutal. such a longer process. And, and give Paul George a lot of credit because he's gotten his game back to, to where it was. Well, that took a while. It does. I mean, that, that took a while. He wasn't even right the year before last, you know, or the year before this year, I, I guess. And so, you know, how much do you want to uh, be patient with that if you sign Kevin Durant? Well, if you do, then it's an $80 million patience. Because that's a right. two-year commitment of, of $40 million a pop, right? So how much patience does ownership actually have? What? And here's the question that only, I guess, maybe Durant can answer. I don't know. Do, do you feel like you're owed? Right. Are you? Jake, are you? Wouldn't that be a horrible look, though, if Golden State all of a sudden didn't offer him a contract in the offseason? Wouldn't that be a really bad look for them? Yeah, much like Danny Ainge with Isaiah Thomas in Boston. Brutal. Where he gave his hip to the team, and then they said, well, you, uh, your value to us is no more. No, we'll, no longer. We'll see you later. I mean, that would be a really bad look if Golden State all of a sudden said, oh, you're damaged goods now. So, Or did they know that he was out the door and they'll help facilitate his want and desire? <laughs> and does your thought come to fruition that multiple teams will line up to roll the dice on his talent? even after he comes back from this injury. But they still can't give him uh, the fifth year, no. and they can't give him the Supermax money. So he hey, would be— Hayward departed. He did. Hayward departed. Man, he—well, he, he well, he's still making the money. I mean, And maybe that's the long and short of it. We shouldn't feel too bad for these guys because Kevin's still going to get paid. Well, if his career does come to an end, I mean, Kevin Durant ends up in either a, an executive position, a broadcast position, somewhere in this league. He's going to be fine. Right. But the bottom line is his talent 
at such a high level right now comes to a, an early stop. And that's what's disappointing because if he was 36 or 37, then you kind of say, ah, you know what, age. And, you know, like, look, Vince Carter wants to play another year and he's 41. Right. The body's an amazing thing. Some guys are built, some guys aren't. Sometimes, you know, again, the minutes that you play and the stress you put on the body, you can't really – I don't think any doctor can predict, right, if an injury is going to happen or not. Some guy can step off the curb. I've watched it, yep. and a guy popping Achilles right on the curb here and walking through downtown Salt Lake City. You never know. You never know. You can get hurt getting out of bed. You can. And so, I, I don't know, I, I thought Hans had an interesting take earlier today. I actually have more respect for Kevin Durant because he wanted to play through it. He wanted to be that savior to come in and bail his team out. And I respect and him for that. I, I do too. And stuff happens. You feel really terrible for him, but I just hope he knew what risk he was taking. And Me- it didn't work out, but... Memo did the same thing. Yeah, he did. And, you know, that's the one thing I think that you just have to appreciate an athlete. Now, the story I'm sure will come out, and that's what you're interested in, all of us will be interested in, is if this was a a push, a shove, uh, a a guilt trip type situation, or he just say, guys, look, I feel okay. I'm not 100%, but I'm hitting the floor tonight because I want to help this team get one more shot at Toronto, in, in Jurassic Park. Right. So I don't know. Mark reminds us on Twitter. He says KD has a player option contract for next season at $31.5 million, which is true, Mark. And and he'll be on this one, Bowler. I can't think of a scenario why he would pick that up, though. Because if there are other teams out there that are still willing to pay him, which I believe there are, why would he pick up the players deal and go into free agency next year when maybe – you know, maybe the medical reports aren't as good, or maybe they get a look at him working out and they decide it's not the normal Kevin Durant. You know, a player option, I, I'm almost thinking that he almost has to take it now. Do you think? I do. See, I think he still, I think he still passes I, on it. I, I just, I, I, it's, it's, it's money on the table. It could be a two-year process, but it depends, too, on just his dedication to the Warriors or how bad he wants out. Does he take the risk? Does he roll the dice? I mean, $31.8 million to give up, Jake? Wow. Because you're, you're betting now as an injured player, someone is going to actually going to give me a, a four-year deal. And what, uh, that turns out to be $200 million? Uh, We'd have to do the math on it. It's probably somewhere in that neighborhood. Close, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And you can't play for two seasons? I don't know. His agent has to find out what the market is, is going to be out there. But I think he could actually get paid more next year to sit out than that $31.5 million. Wow. Well, if Golden State signs him to the Supermax, he's got five years, 20, right. $250 million. And, by the way, uh, I, I've been doing this saying Supermax. Technically, he's not eligible uh, for the Supermax contract because he wasn't drafted by the Warriors. But we're talking, oh, about, right. the, yeah. we're talking about the hometown max right. where you can have greater increases right. in the extra year. So right. Right. Uh, apologize for the terminology. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah. I mean, exactly right. Golden State can still give him more. Than anybody else it's out a beautiful there. thing if you decide to stay with the one team your whole career because it does add up big time and quickly if you can achieve uh the levels that you have to uh and which rudy gobert has could be nice for rudy if he sticks around wow all right uh coming up next bowler i want to get your thoughts on the game itself because uh the the kevin durant storyline was certainly unfortunate it kind of dominates the headlines but that was one heck great of game. a basketball it game. it was a great game and i i, I got to tip my hat to uh golden state who was able to fight through that injury and still be able to deliver the win and i don't know why lowry took that corner three when they when they could have gone inside but um let's get into it that's the way it's the way it worked out i guess it's uh 
what Golden State gave him, and Lowry had to take it. Short shot clock, or short game clock, basically, and, and uh, went for not. All right, we'll run it by Bowler. Coming up right around the corner, listen tomorrow for your chance to win tickets to Jason Aldean's Ride All Night Tour 2019. He's going to be on the road this summer with special guests Kane Brown and Carly Pierce. Your chance to see them live is July 27th at USANA Amphitheater. Tickets on sale now. Purchase your tickets at LiveNation.com. More straight ahead on The Big Show, 97.5 and 1280 of The Zone. Shout out to Ashton, who wanted a little three days grace on a Total Request Tuesday. You can request a bumper songs by uh, tweeting at Austin Horton. want to remind you of our friends at Ivory Homes. As Utah's number one home builder, Ivory Homes brings experience, quality, and design to every home and community they build. Learn more at ivoryhomes.com. Are those homes made of ivory? Man, they'd be worth a lot of money if they were. <laughs> Probably would get some blowback from the PETA folks, too. It might be <laughs> just a little bit. Yeah. Might be a bit of an issue. Yeah. Yeah. We've got uh, a couple of neighborhoods uh, jumping up with ivory homes around uh, Cottonwood Heights. Area. Yeah. They seem to be everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Bowler filling in for Gordon today. Happy uh, for Bowler to come in and hang out with us for a little while. We really appreciate it. And let's talk. We talked about the Kevin Durant situation, which seemed, I mean, how could it not, right? Could be the best player on the planet suffers an injury like that when he was kind of making a heroic comeback. I mean, you know, obviously that's that's going to dominate the headlines. But last night's game bowler was terrific. Great game. That was a heck of a playoff you basketball know, you, game. You couldn't turn it off. It went back and forth, and you thought it was over. And then uh, Clay hit that big three down the stretch. Larry gets set up in the corner with uh, just, what, 5.6, I believe it was, and just never really had a good look. They pressured him. They kind of cut the baseline off, too, and – you know, there you go. You get you get a, a one point win, a Durant injury, um, and I don't know if they won one for Kevin. If that's the way they felt, right? Or if it's just that uh, Toronto felt the pressure first time. They've been playing Jake honestly, superb basketball defensively. Oh, been great. They have just hounded the Warriors. I mean, just consistently. I've uh, been a, a thorn in their side. And you know what, too? When you live and die by the three like Golden State and you pressure the, the perimeter, which is what they've done on multiple, multiple times. Uh, and last night, you know, Clay hit a, a clutch shot. Curry did his thing pretty much. But uh, they hung in there. They made a big shot. And they played a little defense last night, too, which really isn't their, their M.O. You know, with the— Except for Draymond. Well, Draymond, that that closeout Draymond made on Kyle Lowry was Beautiful. was amazing, and and he's an incredible player and should get a, a ton of credit. But I I don't often like to second guess coaches too much, and I say that, and I probably second guess them all the time. But <laughs> I, I mean, I think it's easy for somebody from their couch to sit sure. there and Who go, doesn't? "Well, why didn't they do that? What a moron!" But for the life of me, Bowler, I can't figure out why Nick Nurse did not call a timeout before that final possession. Because Boogie had the had the illegal screen, right? And so all of a sudden they get the ball back with 15 and change, down by one. 
But you, you saw this for years with Jerry Sloan, who would not call a timeout before the final possession, but it was because it was off a defensive rebound or a turnover or something where you have the advantage in transition. Exactly. And just, hey, I don't need to hold your hand. Just go for it. You're, you know, I've got trust in my players. Go do it. But this was a dead ball turnover. Yeah. Where it, I mean, we might as well call a timeout. The defense is already set. It doesn't matter. You don't have the advantage. Well, I, th- I believe they had the one timeout. Am I right? They to did. Use. Yes, so, they could have used it. You know, you bring up a great point because uh, I've been around some coaches collegiately, professionally, and and Jerry is a great example of this. Where he didn't always use every timeout that was given uh, because it was like this. It was play on. Let's go. Because he had, you know, he had trust in that his guys, Stockton and Malone, knew. What he wanted to run, or even D. Will and Boozer, exactly. Yeah. You know, just keep it, and you know, and if you have the defense off, if you if you take the timeout as you said, and let the defense then set themselves or anticipate what may come, then you've lost your advantage uh, with a rebound and you're running the floor, right? Because you got to have these guys pedal back. But you make a great point. A dead ball. Take the timeout. Set the play. It looked rushed. It didn't. I don't think it was a shot they wanted, but that's what was given to them. And Lowry, I thought, just looked a little rushed and was crowded in the corner and. On we go to game to game six. And Golden State's defense was really good. Like the double team came at the right time. I mean, there's no way Kawhi could have kept the basketball. They had to move it around. Right. Yeah. But I, I can't help but thinking if you've got a set play where you can figure out how to get Kawhi loose or get him into the paint, like you were saying uh, earlier about getting something going to the basket and maybe a kick's available. But to just do a dribble handoff and invite the double team, I mean, that was just dreadful. And then, again, give Draymond credit because his help defense was terrific getting out there. But, I I'm mean, su- that's not the shot they wanted. I was a little surprised they didn't try to force a ball back inside some. But, you know, again, clock issue and then you're trapped. What do you do? you got to take the shot. got to take the shot. But I don't think – you know, I don't think a three was was the uh, necessary uh, shot to take. I doubt that's the one Nick Nurse was hoping he'd see the team come up with. But uh, just a finger roll or some, you know, even get an offensive rebound and a putback, right? If you take a quick shot, you yep. may get the shot and you may get the bucket at the horn. But it didn't work out that way. But the end of the game had everything. I mean, it had Kawhi taking over. And it had Steph hitting a big shot, Clay hitting a big shot, even a big mistake from DeMarcus Cousins. Oh, I, I brutal. Mean, a huge mistake. Brutal turnover. He is lucky. He's lucky that they were a mess down there. You in know what? My possession. first thought was, <laughs> Demarcus, you're done. <laughs> I, you know, I, I I thought that was like inexcusable at that point. Well, in and time. I I loved the call because it the the call was correct. It was. It was right on the money. Left shoulder down. I mean, what was he doing? Offensive tackle blocking for his running back. Come on, you cannot do that. Uh, I mean, any time, but especially in an NBA championship game, please. Come on. I'm glad the ref had the stones to blow the whistle. Big time stones. Yeah, do it. That, that's, a, 15, that's an obvious that call. That was at the 15, 15.6 mark, right? Yep, that's that's a huge call. you got to make it. Huge, I, huge call. I'm not the biggest fans of the refs often, and I really hate the logic. Uh, and, and maybe people, well, I'm sure people out there disagree with me. I hate the logic of, oh, you can't call that there. I like a foul is a foul is a foul. Whether it's the you beginning know, of the game or the get, end of the game. Here we go. You right. Make the call. That's your job. And I was glad they did. You know what? You bring up one of the greatest debates of, of talk radio of all time. When do you make the call? Oh, you can't make the call now. Well, sure you are. You, you, get, you have to make the call from start to finish. Right. Was it, it a foul? Blow the whistle? It doesn't matter when it occurs. Here, here. It's like if you're 96 and commit murder. Sure, it's almost over anyway, but it's still murder. <laughs> I don't... I, I, <laughs> the rules point. are still the same Great in point, the late Austin. moments. 
Like I, I don't often like LeBron James's complaining and his off the floor antics kind of kind of bother me. But one complaint LeBron's had over the years, which is one hundred percent right, is that he stopped going to the basket in final seconds because he was just getting mauled. I mean, it wasn't fair if the whole team just tries to foul him and the, the refs don't have the stones to blow the whistle. I mean, that's unfair. Just because he's the size of Carl Malone right. and moves like John Stockton doesn't mean that he can't be fouled. And so if the whole team's fouling him when he's going to the bucket just because, well, you can't call that foul there. It's the last possession of the game. Yeah, you can. That's ridiculous. It's, it's unfair. You know, you hate to see any game end on free throws, right? That's that's probably any official, any fan's nightmare. It's like, really? You're going to let this whole game come down to free throws. And I get that. And I think officials feel very tight yep. uh, in uh, blowing the whistle. They swallow the whistle, so to speak, in, in a lot of cases. Last night, I don't think he had a choice. I mean, it was, you know, the big man. You, you can't hide DeMarcus Cousins, by no. the way. You know, it was pretty obvious. Well, they like to hide him on defense, probably. Yeah, they like to, but <laughs> not, not going to happen. But, you know, I, 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 I think that's the biggest frustration that you see non-calls early, you see non-calls mid, you see non-calls late, and then maybe you'll get a call that you didn't think should occur because of the pace or the way the game's been called. So what you're looking for, Jakes, honestly, is consistency from the opening tip, right? Yep. Then you can accept it. But it was, but when it's been been easily called or loosely called, and then you get a, a very dynamic, you know, tough call, then you go, What? All of a sudden, now you're going to make this make this call. That's where the arguments and the uh, the chants come from the stands. And that's where I actually had sympathy for Rudy Gobert this year when he kind of went through his tiff with officials. Now, I'm not saying that losing your cool is ever really a good idea, but remember the game before he got called for holding on the rim, yeah. and then the uh, the opposing player did the exact same thing. And he's pointing back like, hey, hey. What what's the difference, you know? Me and him. What's the deal? Exactly. And then he gets that that Houston call that uh, that brought on the, well, actually a couple calls that brought on the SWAT of the of the cup or whatever. I thought he was the rosin uh, can. Yeah, he got yeah. called for that jump ball, which has, in my experience, never never been called. No. In the end, I've never seen that happen. And then to pick up that cheap foul, what was it like ten seconds later on on James Harden? I don't blame him for losing his mind. That's. That's crap. You got to be consistent. You've yeah. got to. Toughest job in the world. Fans, um, they got you know. There's a, what twenty thousand eyes on the floor, or I guess if you times it by two, that'd be forty thousand, right? Because you got two eyes. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. That is, I hadn't thought about. Except that. for on pirate night. Yeah, yeah pirate arg. goes to half. Arg. <laughs> yeah, the pirate night. Did we have one this year? The ah, stars did. The stars yeah. had pirate night. <laughs> Man, I love the Stars promotions. They could, they have some great ideas. Uh, Jr. Jonathan Reinhardt, who was uh, PR for the Jazz, now president of uh, the Stars. Uh, he he is, um, yeah, he's very uh, he, he he isn't uh, shy of what Star Wars night, Pirates night. Um, no telling what's next. Harry Potter. Well, they couldn't call it Harry Wizard night. Wizard night. Yeah. Yes. Whoops. We got to watch those uh, yeah, those yeah. copyrights yeah, there. That Austin, Warner Brothers lawsuit. Cost, yeah. cost you a few bucks. Did you see that up in Davis County? They're starting a movement of trying to build yeah. an arena up there to draw the That's stars from, that way. Didn't the Bonds in Farmington? Right, yeah, right by the uh, station park up there. Nice. Yeah. They should absolutely five thousand seat stadium, multi-use. 
I, uh, you know, I know they've got perfect a perfect setting, by the way, five thousand, perfect. They've got a good setup down there at Slick. Don't don't get me wrong, but if they had an arena or a, or a venue kind of of their own, and I like the idea of putting it in, not right in Salt Lake, putting it in a little bit of a different community because maybe you get folks to rally around it. I think that's a, a great idea. And then if you can also sell beer, <clears throat> all the better because that's a nice little revenue stream that they're uh, not currently enjoying. I think beer would be probably uh, included. Make sure it's a recreational activity. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. You can't No 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 drinking and doing karaoke at the No, same make time. sure there's that's, a pool table yeah, there. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, there's a little bit there's of a, billiards. A little bit of a personal story uh, with Austin there. Yeah. You okay. <laughs> My brother owns a karaoke bar, but they won't give him the bar part. So it's gotcha. just karaoke. Yeah. It's karaoke. It's just karaoke. Because you never know what will happen when you add alcohol to karaoke. <laughs> You Might merge, get dangerous. You merge booze and karaoke. Actually, you may sound pretty good. We got trouble right here in River City. Yeah. You actually may carry a tune with a couple cold ones. You can, That's uh, right. You can hammer beers and throw axes, but you cannot hammer beers and <laughs> sing karaoke. By the way, you've been axe throwing before? No. It's uh, quite fun. Two, two of my sons did, and they showed me videos. That ought to be one of our outings here. Uh, you know, have Scotty G bring us over for an axe throwing afternoon or evening. I got Monson out axe throwing. Did you? I How did. do you do? Uh, he did well toward the end, but it took him a while to kind of figure out how to do it. And it, the competitive side in Gordon came out because he was definitely frustrated with not being able to do it there for a minute. Yeah, he's the type of guy that hires people to do his axe throwing for him. So <laughs> And then takes credit. Right, yeah. See that bullseye I hit? Yeah. I shot 72 today. <laughs> but I didn't really play. Someone else played with my clubs. But it was me. It was basically me. Uh, All right. Want to remind you, join uh, Scotty and Hans at uh, Mountainland Supply. Their customer appreciation day is coming up tomorrow from 11 to 3, 1505 West, 130 South in Orem. Enjoy free Bam Bam's Barbecue, Dapper and Dash, and much, much more. We'll have more with Bowler coming up next. Stay tuned, 97.5 and 1280 of the Zone. Three, two, one, one, one. The countdown is back on the Zone Sports Network. It's the fifth annual college football top 60 and 60. As we count you down to the start of the college football season. Listen every day at 1.30 as Hans and Scotty will announce another selection. I see you on five. Leading up to the start of the 2019 season. As voted on by the local media and you the fans. It's the top 60 and 60. Presented by Cypress Credit Union, the Southtown Auto Mall, and Master Electrical Service. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Show Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, Craig Bowler, Jack hanging out, filling in for Gordon today, who's off on vacation. Little Drake for you on a total request Tuesday. We're going with Canadian acts. Ah, what do you think Drake's thinking after last night? Well, speaking of somebody who's probably got some blood pressure issues, I <laughs> I think he's glad he has those Warriors tattoos. Which is funny, by the way, isn't it that he has to cover up his Warriors yeah. tattoos to to root for the Raptors? Hmm. Okay. So I guess you got to be careful what you get tatted, right? <laughs> They're there for life. Now, there are some wise words right there. Yeah. You got to be careful. Be careful what, what you get tatted. Yeah, because you know. Don't I know it? You just can't erase it with a hey, hey, Jake, throw me the eraser, will you? Yeah. Little get bar, there, over there. bar of soap. 
<laughs> Sorry, Drake. Ain't not going to work. <clears throat> I think uh, Drake's probably feeling like a lot of Raptors fans are feeling that they've left the door open to Golden State. They and have. Now there's some doubt in there. And uh, I'd, I'd pick Golden State to win Game Six. Now Game Seven's anybody's anybody's game, but I mean the Raptors had a chance. They had they were three minutes away. From, they were I, from I really, champions. I think uh, I really thought Golden State was done. Yep. But champions usually don't go away easily, right? Well, I mean, th- think about tennis. How many times in Roger Federer's career have we seen him uh, get uh, take somebody to uh, a fourth set tie break? Where they have just a, they could put him away just with a couple of points in the tiebreak. He fights it off and then mops the floor with him in the fifth set. You know, those are those are great stories, great champions who can battle through the pressure. So this is one of those for for Golden State. Been there five straight years, hard to believe, five consecutive years in the finals. The difference is they just don't have the depth this year, and you wonder if they can overcome that because Iguodala, uh, Sean Livingston, these guys they depend Looney, on. Looney was in Looney was in distress last night. You see some of the shots they took him and couldn't catch his breath. He was fighting through it. Big though. time. Big time. And, you know, so he's fighting through it. Durant tries to fight through it. Looks great. And then it just let go. That's uh, well put because that's exactly what happened. He was on his game. I thought, wow. I was so impressed for a guy who'd been off the floor for a month and came back, hadn't missed a beat. Looked confident, cool, calm. Hitting what three consecutive threes, and then he did a little jab step. Kind of, I thought he was a little off balance, and then all of a sudden, boom! There it was. I thought you were right on the money comparing it to Mehmet Okur's situation from a few years I ago. I remember that's exactly what happened. Hey, he hard, fought it, through an injury, yeah. and then it let go. Hey, you know, uh, let's go play. Let's. I think I feel good enough that I can get by. And the money man was going to, you know, knock down a few threes for the Jazz, right? And then the Achilles, and like you said, it felt like somebody hit him. I remember talking to him shortly after. Uh, I mean, I, I, you know, Jazz fans were all just like stunned. But it's like it's the old ba- baseball bat theory. You know, you get hit, you go, "Wow, wh- where did that come from?" And that's that's what happens. Achilles kind of pop, and you feel like, "Where did it come from?" Mm-hmm. It'll be interesting to see what Durant says uh, when they when he decides <clears throat> to talk about when he knew, what he felt, and uh, how it went down. But uh, it's ama- it's amazing. You're always one play. You know, I remember hearing that all the time in high school and college was, uh, you know, your one play uh, from being a to being on the field and being off. And Memo came back, but he wasn't Memo again no. after that. Well, you know, he's he's been back in town shooting some hoop. I've seen him in shorts uh, on the basketball floor. And he goes, look, my, my calf. And it, it's you can never it never you got one odd one, you yeah. know, one big calf and another one that just looks like it's it's been injured and it never can rehab it to what it was. Durant didn't have much calf anyway, right? I mean, he no, he does not. He doesn't. So He's got those chicken legs. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I don't know. It's it's going to be an interesting story, Jake, all summer long. Uh, the Durant saga, last night's one moment in time, maybe a change for agency uh, for a lot of guys and a lot of teams and the way they're going to formulate their plan now. I can't it, wait it made, for this. It made summer, all though. change last night. It did. I can't wait to see what happens. Me too. This this offseason is going to be unbelievably fun. And the draft is a, a week, week from, from th- Thursday. Yeah, a week from Thursday, which wow. is – I bet we see a lot of trades around the draft. Uh-huh. Too. Well, David Griffin says he wants uh, that in place a couple days before the draft so he knows what to look for. He with, wants the trade of, with Anthony to Davis. have taken place. Yeah. Hmm. You know, I, I can see that because it does make your draft uh, more interesting, doesn't it? If you know if you're going to go 
through the trade route or if you can sign a free agent. Hmm. But now they did move it up, what, six hours? So it's now June 30 at 6, six o'clock Eastern. Oh, the moratorium. Yeah, the moratorium. Yeah. yeah, to go after a free agent instead of midnight. I'm sure everyone kept... Uh, well, everybody doesn't talk to each other. No, until never then, talk. Right? Never, no, never, no, never, no contact whatsoever. None, zero, <laughs> no social, nothing. All right, stick around. We'll have more big show coming up on the other side, right here on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. This is DJ and PK. Andy Bailey. If NBA free agents are looking at basketball fit, there are a lot of guys that should be looking at the Jazz. And I think some of the misconceptions about playing in Utah and living in Utah are starting to be broken down a little bit. Utah, for whatever reason, among NBA markets has been stamped with this label of it's all white people and it's hard for NBA players to live there. And Carlos Boozer did a really good job of refuting that in that interview. So I thought that was cool. That misconception goes away and I think it obviously helps the Jazz quite a bit. I think there's a lot of options that Utah could consider and I think the fact that they've got Donovan Mitchell there and Rudy Gobert there. I think it's an attractive basketball fit for a lot of these guys. Catch DJ and PK mornings from 6 till 10. Presented by WCF Insurance. Reminding you to be careful out there. On 97.5 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Wrapping up a big show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, Gordon on vacation. Craig Bowler, Jackson in. And Bowler, I can't thank you enough for uh, for coming in. You've been uh, pulling the big show out of the fire a lot lately. No, it's good. It's going to be, uh, you know, kind of reset uh, my radio skills. Oh, man, you haven't lost a beat. You know, it's still fun. the best in the it's, biz. No, it's fun. You guys, I appreciate the invite. Um, you know, when Gordon's out of town, it's, you know, it's just good to kind of harass him a little bit, you know. Because, again, he's out of town, again, for like, another relaxing again. week. Um, and again, I don't know where he's at. And it seems like that's that's kind of a, a common thread. It's kind of mysterious yeah. that way, isn't he? Jake and I are having a good time filling in for Gordon, who's off somewhere uh, on a cruise or some sort of uh, an erotic uh, <laughs> vacation. <laughs> yeah, yeah, erotic. Uh-huh. Oh, still one of the best You know moments. what it is, though? Chester Shadows. I think it, that's where he becomes Chester Shadows Chester, away. He runs the show he, when yeah. they're on vacation. When they're on, yeah. We're okay with him becoming Chester Shadows away. <laughs> He can do whatever he wants when he's away. Better than here. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Chester Shadows is not welcome make, around here. Chester gives uh, makes Austin's life real uh, basically hell. I, it's my least favorite person on the planet. Really? Is Chester Ch- Shadows. Chester Shadows. Yeah, because you have to hover over the dump no, button. No one gives me more grief and, and heartache than Chester Shadows. What, what's a dump button? Seven? Seven seconds? When Chester's here, it's like 68. <laughs> so. Minute and a half? Minute... Minute and change. Ramp that sucker yeah, up. Let's go. Chester's coming in. Chester's going to be here. We got to be ready to go. Bring in the big button. <laughs> <laughs> I miss it. The, the, back at the old studio, we had a dump button that was right in the middle of the talent studio where we could just do it. It'd be good. I know. I think but, we need to. You know, it puts the producers in Austin right on. They're, they're like, they've got to be on. I remember a couple drops of someone whose name might ra- rhyme with uh, uh, Rake Rot. Yeah. While he was hosting, hitting that dump button a few times. For myself. Yeah, I said, oh, I probably shouldn't have said that. Boom. Boom. Gone. Into the wind. And people go, what happened? Uh, I just little just lost the station for a second. I've had a, I have a hilarious slash horrible story that I'll tell you off the air about one okay. of my slip-ups. Yeah. I, I've had a couple. Yeah. I guarantee mine's the worst. Is it? Oh, yeah. It's that good. Uh, we will. Uh, we want to say a big thanks to Brian Taylor for jumping on with us. Thanks to Austin Horton, executive producer of The Big Show. Bowler, thanks again for Absolutely. coming in, Absolutely. Good to see you, Jake. All right. We'll talk to you tomorrow on The Big Show, 97.5 and 1280 in the zone.